Welcome to our podcast, Hey David, where Grandpa Rod talks about life and attitudes, hope and success. Each week, he raises a new topic for David to consider. We hope it speaks to you too. We also hope you'll invite your friends to listen and that you'll share your comments with us. Here is Rod with today's topic. Hi, I'm Rod MacArthur, David's grandpa and narrator of the Hey David podcasts. Thanks for listening. I want David to have the best grandfatherly counsel I can give. It could be that you'll gain some light pointers too. Welcome. Today, I'm going to begin to talk with David about the power of self-talk. That little voice in your head sets the course of your life. Hey David, it's Grandpa. Today I want to talk with you about using your noggin. It's the most powerful tool you have for sculpting the quality of life you want to live. I'm not going to tell you anything new. These truths about self-talk, as it connects to our emotions and performance, have been noted throughout the centuries and restated and reaffirmed in a variety of ways. Here are a few of my thoughts on how you can have an outstanding life independent of surrounding circumstances and dependent only upon your mindset. Are you willing to go deep into the inner recesses of your mind? If you are, you'll find treasure. Did you know there's a constant stream of thoughts flowing through your mind at all times? Think about it. You're always thinking about something. Do you realize the impact these thoughts have on your life? Most people are unaware of it. Every emotion you've ever had or ever will have, is generated by your thought stream. Sometimes the thoughts are so deeply buried in your subconscious that you don't really know or realize why you become angry or why you are elated at some triggering event. But the truth is, your emotions are a result of your inner thinking. It's a powerful tool, David. Be sure to use it well and wisely. King Solomon recognized this power internalized into every one of us. He said, quote, As he thinks within himself, so is he. End quote. Solomon was talking about a man who pretended to be generous, but who inwardly was greedy and selfish. He wanted the honor of presenting an abundantly full table, but he didn't want anyone to eat it. This highlights the two-facedness of man. He can put on a show, but it isn't who he really is inside his genuine self. Unfortunately, the one who puts on a show that belies his inner self cannot maintain the show. Ultimately, who he is inside will show up. This is the power of self-talk, or mindset. Did I ever tell you about an experiment involving a group of high schoolers? They were divided into three equal groups. Every participant in each group was handed a basketball and told to step up to the foul line and shoot. One by one, they took ten foul shots apiece. Their scores were recorded. After that, the experimenter gathered them together 
and gave them these instructions. Group A, spend 10 minutes each day practicing foul shots. Do this for three weeks, but don't touch a basketball beyond this. Group B, don't touch a basketball at all or even think about a basketball for the next three weeks. Group C, spend 10 minutes each day visualizing, shooting, and making your foul shots. Imagine as much detail as you can. See yourself standing there, toes on the line, and shooting a nice, smooth, arcing shot. See the ball swish cleanly through the net. Nothing but net. Do this repeatedly for the full 10 minutes. Do it every day for three weeks, but do not touch or pick up a basketball at all. After three weeks, they were gathered together again and took the same free throw shooting test. Some amazing results were compiled after the second test. As you might suppose, the scores for Group A improved markedly. As you know, practice makes perfect. The scores for Group B were essentially the same as before. They hadn't practiced, so they hadn't improved. The eye-opening result was this. The scores for Group C improved almost as much as the scores for Group A had improved. That's right. The scores for those who visualized themselves making the basket, but who hadn't actually touched the ball, had improved almost as much as if they had handled the ball every day. That's the power that envisioning or self-talk has over your performance. Find ways to implement that into other things. The power we have to set our moods and achievements is not limited to basketball. Anything we clearly focus on and positively affirm through self-talk is within our grasp. Did you know that God said so himself? Well, he did. In the story of the Tower of Babel, it was noted that men were making great progress on their project. It wasn't a project that God approved. They had in mind to build a high-rising tower, high as heaven, so that they wouldn't be scattered from each other. When God saw what they were doing, he said, quote, This is what they began to do, and now nothing which they purpose to do will be impossible for them. End quote. That's quite an endorsement. You can read this in Genesis 11, verse 7. He designed us. He ought to know. Men with clear and singular purpose have achieved amazing feats. It wasn't the ones who said, it can't be done, who put men on the moon. A long time ago, when your daddy was just a little boy, I ran across a quote that I savored at the time and remember today. I forgot who said it, but what he said has stuck with me through the years. Quote, Great living begins with a vision held firmly in the mind of what you want to be or do. End quote. This is not simply a paraphrase of the Bible truth. It is the experiential reality that all successful people attribute their accomplishments to. Seeing themselves succeeding telling themselves that they are capable of the dream and worthy of it. 
great living begins with those images, not hoped for in the mind, but held firmly in the mind. David, this is the power that you have in crafting a great life. The story of Israel's 12 spies, found in Numbers 13 and 14, illustrates this power beautifully, or sadly. You see, after doing a month-long recon mission in the new territory, the 12 came back with a mixed report. They all saw the tremendous agricultural advantages of being on this new land. They all saw the obstacles, too. The current occupants were well entrenched. They had fortified cities. They were hardened in defending themselves from outside aggression. So the spies saw both the pros and the cons. Sure, they all saw the same things, but they didn't all hold the same vision. Two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, delighted by the abundant opportunities, said, quote, We should by all means go up and take possession of it, for we shall surely overcome it. End quote. The other ten were frightened by the difficulties. They were certain they would fail. Here is their vision. Quote, it is a land that devours its inhabitants. All the people whom we saw in it are men of great size. We became like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. End quote. This says all we need to hear to understand their failure. Quote, we became like grasshoppers in our own sight. End quote. In reality, both groups were right. Joshua and Caleb knew that with the help of God, they could overcome every obstacle and be victorious. The other ten saw the difficulties and were too frightened to even try. They envisioned only failure. The sadness is that the ten so convinced the rest of the nation that they wanted to kill Joshua and Caleb for being so positive. Consequently, for the next 40 years, their lives were miserable in the desolate wilderness, and what their children endured was rigorous, nomadic, and discouraging, all because they only saw the difficulties. They could have had the land of promise, Instead, they had the wilderness wandering. You see, David, the power of self-talk can also be devastating. It was for the nation of Israel, and it will be for anyone today who lets his mind dwell on, I can't, instead of, I can. It's just like Jesus said, out of the heart come our thoughts and our actions. This is why Solomon said in his Proverbs, quote, Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the issues of life. David, I could never give you better advice than that. Pay close attention to the constant conversation going on in your head. Make sure it's seeing possibilities and affirming positives. Do not let it tell you negatives like, you can't do that. Make sure your inner conversation is always worth listening to. Remember the spies, the two and the ten. Your life can be great because God gave you the tools to think and affirm positive visions of your future. Well, that's it for today. Next week, 
I want to talk with you about strategies for being in control and ensuring that your thoughts are worth thinking. I love you, David. Thanks for listening. If you got something worth holding on to from this blurb, come back next Monday. Next week, I want to talk with David about some strategies of self-talk. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Hey David. If you have thoughts, comments, or questions, please send them to rod underscore MacArthur at comcast.net. Rod will get back to you. Also, check out the church's website, www.churchofauburnwa.com. You'll discover a ton of information. You may especially enjoy the page Blurbs from Rod. Until Until next next Monday, Monday, have have a a joy-filled week. week.